everybody. Welcome back to We Did Tennessee. Happy to have you guys listening again. And I've got what I hope is uh, some interesting information for you this week. Um, uh, still, guys, on my quest for uh, information for the damage prevention committee. So if you guys have any of that, please, please send it on to me. I really do want to do uh, the best job possible for all NUCA members uh, and, and anyone listening. So uh, please, you know, let me know. Uh, but this week, guys, you guys have heard me come on and talk about trench collapses before and other things that uh, directly affect our industry, our employees, our workers, uh, you know, the guys in the ditch, you know, making things happen day in, day out for us. Uh, so what I got this week is an article that was posted last month uh, in February of 2021, and it is most costly OSHA violations for the construction industry. And I really just want to go on and read this. Uh, article and uh, let you guys hear you know what it is Um, you know two out of the three that are on this list in this article directly affect us as ditch diggers and I think that's a scary trend for for our industry and I want to um, I I just want to bring attention to it and and get everybody thinking about it so uh, that's pretty much what I'm going to do so Uh, The Occupational Safety and Health Administration keeps records not only of the most frequently cited standards overall, but also within a particular industries. An analysis of the most recent statistics from the OSHA reveals the top standards cited in the fiscal year 2020 for the construction industry. Many of these reoccurring violations are associated with several workplace hazards, making it all more vital to take steps to address these topics within your organization. Here are some of the sector's most common and expensive violations for the past year, as well as best practices to preventing such health and safety concerns. Uh, Number one, require, and when I say number one, these are not, uh, uh, on the article it's just bullet points, so it's not like this is the top, this is the second. You're going to tell as I go through these details a little bit that, they're not in, I guess, uh, monetary or uh, or numerical order of any sort. So when I say number one, it's just the first bullet point. So I guess I guess you could just say first bullet point. So first bullet point, uh, requirements for protective systems, uh, 29 CFR 1926.652. This standard, which had an average cost per violation or ACV, totaling $7,293, was cited 429 times in the past year refers to the trench safe refers to trench safety uh, trenches at your construction site are more than five that are more than five feet deep and not made entirely of solid rock must implement one of three protective systems to prevent cave-ins the three s's guys we all know these sloping shoring and shielding sloping this process reduces the risk of cave-ins by sloping the soil of the trench back from the trench bottom Slope angles will vary depending on the type of soil around the trench. Shoring. This process involves installing aluminum, hydraulic, or other types of supports to prevent soil movement and cave-ins. Shoring systems typically consist of posts, whales, struts, and sheeting. Shielding. This process refers to the use of trench boxes or other types of supports to avoid soil cave-ins. These shields and supports typically designed are typically designed 
or approved by registered professional engineers. So, guys, I, right off the bat, first bullet point is something we talk about on the show all the time. I've never hesitated to come on here and talk about uh, trench collapses, and I'm never going to hesitate to do just that. Um, and this is why. This is exactly why. Uh, you know, average cost of a violation, $7,293, and was cited 429 times in the past year. You know, when I hear average cost of over $7,000, that just makes me go, damn, you know, uh, that's just from what I'm gathering, uh, and this is just me, you know, I, there's no details in this article about this. Uh, this is just me gathering what I'm thinking when I'm looking at this is that that is just for people being cited on sites that have an employee in a trench that's maybe just a little too deep. Because when you look at some of the articles we've talked about on the show that involve fatalities and serious injuries, uh, you're looking in hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. Uh, so over 429 times, it averaged out to equal over $7,000. Guys, that's a lot of damn money. And a lot, 429 times. That means that OSHA caught someone in a trench that was too deep almost 500 times. It's 500, 500 of our workers uh, in, in life-threatening danger. That's just unacceptable. Uh, I don't know how else to say that. That's just unacceptable. Um, because we all know that, that that means it happened a lot more than that. Uh, just the facts are that it happened a lot more than that. So, uh, I, I, guys, I, you know, Trent Safety Stand Down is coming up. I think it's something that everyone needs to make a freaking priority to push. Um, this this should not be happening. And it's happening more and more all the time. I continue to get articles about trench collapses and trench issues that come out, and we will be talking about them again. I've said before, anytime I have an opportunity to talk about trench collapses, I'm going to do so. So, uh, you know, it's coming. But that's just, man, we can't have that. All right, next. Um, duty to have fall protection, 29 CFR 1926.501. This standard, which had an ACV totaling 5,435 and was cited 4,323 times this past year, refers to identifying fall hazards and providing protections from those hazards when needed. Anytime employees must work at a height of six feet or more. With this in mind, be sure to provide several forms of fall protection for your employees, including guardrails, safety nets, fall arrests, protective equipment, routine safety training. All right, fall protection. Um, guys, that's another one that we see. You know, installing manholes, and you got to walk from the ditch over to them, and, you know, you got your manhole boxes. And, you know, now they make and they sell or rent those walkways that have the guardrails and everything that you need to go from the trench to the box and do all the different things. And so – Again, this comes back to some of the stuff we talked about before. The things are out there and available. We just have to use them correctly. Um, I know at NUCA we have a white paper about fall protection and moving trenching operations. Uh, and, you know, I, and it's, it's correct. It, and it all is situational. You know, at times in a moving trenching operation, especially if you're working around uh, existing utilities, natural gas, things of that nature, you don't want to be tied off to a lanyard because if that natural gas line were to get damaged and rupt or ruptured and it's it's blowing gas and 
it ignites, then you're having to fight that lanyard to get it off, to get away from it. You're putting yourself in more danger. Um, so one of the things that we have to do is we have to be aware when we do need it and when it's going to be more of a hazard. I mean, this the whole point of of OSHA and standards and what we do is to eliminate and, and mitigate hazards. So we can do that just by paying attention. We know when we need fall protection and when we don't, when it's more of a hazard and when it's going to actually save somebody's life, use it correctly. You know, it, 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 it's really not that difficult. Um, the, the things are out there. We just have to use them. Um, next, specific excavation requirements. 29 CFR 1926.651. This standard, which had an ACV totaling 4,864, was cited 562 times this past year, refers to the practice of providing a safe atmosphere, emergency response, installation of access egress from the structural stability of the surface or underground excavation. Specifically, it is critical to locate nearby utilities, establish adequate means of exit and entry, ensure protection from vehicles, conduct atmospheric testing, provide proper rescue equipment, and implement measures to keep workers safe from falling materials during excavation projects and at the construction site. All right. Again, some some of the basics. And one of the reasons I think this one for specific excavation requirements is uh, so close with uh, requirements for protective systems is they go hand in hand. Um, most of the time, if you roll up on a job site and, you know, they're willing to get into a life-threatening situation or willing to put an employee in a life-threatening situation in a trench that's too deep, they're probably going to have their spoles too close, tools too close, may or may not have checked their, um, their uh, atmospheric conditions, probably don't have their... Uh, you know, trench information documented appropriately, um, probably don't have a way to get in or out safely. Uh, you know, as we all know, the standard says you have to have a means of egress within 25 feet of every employee in the excavation. And this, again, guys, this all varies on the type of excavation and the type of utility that you're installing. It all comes back to we as companies have to instill the mindset in our employees and our, our I mean, our trusted workers that they have to be on top of their game out there and pay attention. We have to deliver this information. Uh, and we have to let them know that we can and will get what they need to stay safe out there. Um, so, you know, I just thought this article was pretty telling that two of the three, well, really all three apply to what we do directly, but two of the three straight up are excavation based you know fall protection can come from across the construction industry in in any way but two of the three are straight up excavation based on what we do every day day in day out climbing in and out of trenches putting pipe together burying burying pipelines and improving america's infrastructure so you know not only that guys but when you think about it when we're when we do washington summits or we do uh you know summits with our state legislators and things of that we're we're asking hey give us more money to uh you know keep our guys working and improve infrastructure and you know make sure that their people are getting running water and being able to heat their homes and have broadband during these crazy times where everybody's doing school from home and all that kind of stuff and 
then we're going out there and hurting people. They're going to be like, well, OSHA just said you guys are hurting people. Well, not really doing ourselves any favors there, guys. Um, so, again, guys, this is all just awareness. We just have to be aware of our surroundings, aware of what's going on, on the job site, pass the information and the knowledge along to our people so that they know when and where to use these things and let make sure that they understand we have the resources to get them what they need. You guys have heard me say that a hundred times. You're going to hear me say it a thousand more, uh, probably more than that, because that is one of the things that people don't stop to think about is do we have what we need? Where can we get it? How can we get it? Most of the time it comes down to a phone call. Uh, for all NUCA members, it comes down to a phone call because we have partners like United Rentals and, uh, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on their name right now, but there are more than, there are several trench and shoring safety companies in our different chapters and, and in our, and as national partners and people that are more than happy to step up and help us, um, you know, United Rentals uh, is on the board here in Middle Tennessee and been a partner of mine in this business for a long time. And they have no problem if I just call and say, hey, I've got a question. Come take a look at this. They'll ride out there, take a look at it, and I may not even need them. And they're just happy to help. Um, so and I'm, I have no doubt that that's like that with um, other trench safety suppliers from across Nuka. I know for a fact uh, there's a there's a small trench safety company that's owned by husband and wife out in California that I see at safety directors forum uh, safety directors forum every year and I have no doubt they would take that exact same approach. If you called them and just had a question, they would do their best to help you with it, whether or not they were going to be helping you with with getting materials out there that they were going to make money on or not. Um, you know they are genuinely interested in. The safety of our industry and so it's just great to have that in this type in our organization as nuka uh, nuka mill tennessee nuka of east tennessee nuka national nuka of all the all the state chapters all the uh, uh area chapters and just all the chapters it, it, I, I've, one thing that i've found since i've become more and more involved in nuka is that you know these things are shared across the country in our industry now it's on us to make sure we're getting this info out there. That's our job as good NUCA members, as good company owners, as good employees, as good, uh, just good people. We should be working to keep one another safe. And, you know, while this, while this article makes you kind of look, go, damn, we could do better. There's always room for improvement. You know, uh, things have come a long way, uh, in our industry. And I think that with, Trench safety stand down coming every year, uh, you know, safe digging month coming up in April, uh, all the things that go on, guys, we have plenty of opportunity to share these messages and make sure people understand this stuff. We just have to do it. You know, share this podcast with anybody, everybody, you know, I, you know, you don't always have to like what I say, but I think a lot of the time what I'm saying is fairly relevant. If you disagree, let me know. I'll be happy to correct myself. I don't know it all. I'm okay with that. that that's, that's part of why I'm a part of NUCA. I don't know it all. I need y'all's help as much as you might need my help. That's what we're here for. We work as a team for our industry. And things like this article, we can improve on as an industry. All it takes is us working together, which is what Nuke is about. So, guys, just keep these few things in mind, um, and we'll keep moving forward and, and keep improving what we do. So, with that, guys, 
uh, I'll wrap this one up. Um, guys, if you listen to the show, uh, please subscribe. Uh, you know, that's how I find out who's listening, what you like and what you don't like. Uh, so whatever platform you listen to, subscribe to the show, uh, so that I know, uh, who's, I, I can find out how many people are listening, what people like to hear, what people want to hear. And as always, guys, if there's a topic that I'm talked about, you want more information on, let me know. We'll look into it. Uh, if I've had a guest on, you'd like to hear again, let me know. We'll look into it. Uh, if there's a topic we've never covered, you know, I think that you and you're sitting there thinking, I think this would be good for everybody at Nuka to hear. Let us know. We'll look into it. Uh, big thanks to Bob Baylor at National Nuka. As soon as he heard me say that last time, he sent me a list of like several things and it, it was a huge help. So, uh, guys, I, I'm always willing to, hear, I always want to hear from you guys and, and want to know what you want to hear and, and the things that you, you think would be good for, for us at, at Nuka. Um, you know, I know this show targets middle and East Tennessee chapters, but I know we have listeners from more than just that. So if you're listening and you think you could hear something that'd be good for, Middle Tennessee, East Tennessee, National Nuka. I'm more than happy to come on here and talk about it. Um, so please let me know. All right, guys. And before I get out of here, a little uh, chapter news, I guess. Uh, you know, upcoming events for both East Tennessee and Middle Tennessee. Uh, it sounds like East Tennessee just had a great member welcome in 2021 kickoff at Calhoun's on the River. So I'm very excited for them that that event went well and everybody had a good time. Uh, but don't forget, upcoming very, very soon for Nuka of East Tennessee is their golf tournament. That's uh, going to be April 2nd at Sevierville Golf Club, 9 a.m. Shotgun start. Uh, so I'll get signed up for that. Uh, get in touch with Wendy. I've seen advertisements on their Facebook page. Um, and, and get signed up for their, their golf scramble. Looks like it's going to be another great, fun event from Nuka of East Tennessee. All right, guys. And then... Uh, let's see, coming up for both chapters, if you're interested, is the uh, Safety Leadership for Supervisors with Carl Vasquez, Director of Safety from Nuka National. Uh, that one should be a good one. He's a very experienced person, a lot of info, uh, done a lot of things in our industry that I think are, are going to be really good. So uh, get signed up for that one. From if It doesn't matter which chapter you're from on that one. Uh, and then here in Middle Tennessee, we got uh, coming up, that, well, did I give the date on Carl? April 7th, Safety Leadership for Supervisors. We'll make sure I say that. Say April 7th. I couldn't couldn't remember if I said that or not. Uh, and then on April 8th, here at the Nashville Gun Club, we are having our associate networking event. Thursday, April 8th, 11.30 a.m. Uh, it should be, most of we got a good agenda prepared for that for all of our associate members to get together and, and, and just talk and, and see what we're going to do to uh, you know, support Nuka and, and how we can uh, help one another. So uh, those are the immediate upcoming events for both East and Middle Tennessee chapters. So hope you guys uh, get involved. Get, hope we see you there. And and uh, I know that it sounds like the axe throwing event that we had uh, just last week went really well. So hopefully these next couple of events will be just as good because we're uh, really looking forward to them and getting to see everybody. So with that, guys, I'll, I'll wrap that one up uh, right there. So y'all stay safe out there and keep digging Tennessee.